got a six pack and nothing to do. <laughs> stupid <laughs> Rollins. The way Rollins says it is so stupid. I love it. <laughs> nothing to do. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! Every time you sound like my cat who's about to throw up. <laughs> God <laughs> damn, it's so gross. It's so annoying. <laughs> uh, this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we take a different uh, artist, different band, and we take one of their records and break it down. We find out all the secrets about it, and then we let you all know you know, what's going on with it and how we feel and all that good stuff. I don't know. Intros suck. I'm terrible at intros. I've been doing yeah. this for fucking five years now. It's true. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. We do have a phone number. You can call, uh, leave us a voicemail, send us a text message. The phone number is 503-893-5307. We have a Discord server. If you want to join that, hit us up. We'll send you the link to it. And uh, if you didn't already know, my name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Now, what, what, what the fuck are we doing today, Jeff? Uh, what else? We are doing Me First and the Gimme Gimmies and how they ruined Johnny's bar mitzvah. Johnny is going to say the blessing on today, his special day, so. There you go. How's everybody doing? Anyway, welcome to Johnny Wixon's Bar Mitzvah. Glad you could all come out. Um, Get ready for one of the worst times of your life. No, 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 not at all. Anyway. Surprisingly, I know people have called us the best band in the world. What do you think about that, Mike? They're wrong. They're wrong. No, we're the best cover band in the world. Let me qualify that. All right. Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, they formed in 1995 in San Francisco, California, by Spike Lawson on vocals, Fat Mike on bass, Joey Cape guitar on guitar, Chris Shiflett on guitar, Dave Ron on drums, and they currently have six albums, three EPs, one live album, two compilations, and are one of the most popular cover bands of all time. And if you didn't already know, uh, we're doing Ruin Johnny's Bar... Ru- Ruin? Bar- oh. Ruin Johnny's Bar Mitzvah, and it's the band's only live record. It was released October 5th, 2004. Now, Jeff, uh, before we kind of jump into the to the meat and potatoes of it, what is your uh, what's your origin story with me first in the Gimme Gimmies? My origin story is for sure with uh, the song "I'll Be There," and we talked about it in our rankings. But "I'll Be There" that was from uh, what the fuck? That was from "Take a Break." Mm-hmm. That was um, I don't know, like their fourth the, the fourth album, 2003, so mid high school. That's when I I I knew who the 
me first in the Gimme Gimme's were. And that was because of camp, because we were doing like cover songs for camp to do. And, and I don't know, that was a song that I wanted to do at camp for someone probably. But that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's where it started. And All right. But I never got, I never listened to like a full record of theirs until damn near like recent, until the past like 10 years maybe. And that was Rudin Johnny's Bar Mitzvah. Otherwise, it's only been a song here or there because of a playlist I was putting together or because someone had recommended a song for me. God. But I'll Be There is the first thing that I heard, but the first full album that I heard was Rudin Johnny's Bar Mitzvah. But that wasn't until way after it was released. Yeah, but that was still wasn't. It was still a while ago. Yeah, because that. Yeah, because that that kind of leads me into my origin story, where, where uh, I didn't know anything about this band until you introduced me to them, and it was ruined Johnny's Bar Mitzvah, and I feel like it was like shortly after we we finished high school, so maybe two thousand six, two thousand seven. That's probably the first time I heard this record. Yeah, that's because about you right. because you played Delta Dawn. That was the first song I ever heard that. And then I remember hearing come sail away. Those were the two songs I heard. <laughs> and those two songs are only on ruin Johnny's bar mitzvah. So that is, that's my origin story with them. And, and I've been a no effects fan prior to that. I, I always kind of was whatever about lag wagon and swinging others, but yeah, no effects. I was a huge fan of, but this band, I never really, never really looked into. I never really cared too much about until you brought those songs to me and that's my origin story with it mm. so if you don't know which i already kind of mentioned you know fat mike the singer from no effects plays bass in this band um spike lawson from swinging utters is on vocals and then a couple of the guys from lag wagon are in here um chris shiflett from foo fighters and was it no use for a name um but more popular obviously foo fighters plays guitar in the band as well so it it is a super group it really is the coolest super group of all time, right? I would say yes, they are the coolest super group of all time because none of them are virtuosos at what they do and none of them give a shit. <laughs> That's the best part of it. None of them give a shit. None of them aspire to be, none of them want to be, none of them even want to be labeled as such. And that's what makes yes. this band so great. And and there's, and there's a part in this in this record where where Spike is is talking to the to the to the crowd, and when I talk about the crowd, I mean we'll get into that too. How awkward that is to talk <laughs> to the crowd, but he, yeah. but he says, you know, people people say that we are the greatest band of all time, and they're they are wrong. We are not the greatest band of all time. We are the greatest cover band of all time. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's so it good. really good. It's so cocky and like like low key fucking. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And the the ban there's not a ton of banter between songs, but the banter that there is, it is so dry and it's so subtle, and I love it. I, I mean, except for like some of the songs toward the end, almost every song has like just great one liners or quite or quite quite great little <laughs> great little just little things that happen. And I kind of I kind of made notes between each song where where they all sit because. They're just so dumb. They're just really dumb. I did too. I love it. Great, great jokes on here. Great jokes. Yeah. I know. I don't. I don't mean. I don't even know where to start with like any of this because there's so much going on. And this was an actual bar mitzvah that they played. It's crazy. And yeah. This this Johnny Johnny Vixen right or Wixen? Yeah. Johnny Wixen. Yeah. 
So so I have the vinyls, and in the vinyls, it comes with a um, like an insert, and on that insert, there's there's like pictures and there's notes, and so mm-hmm. first I'll I'll read you what what is in there by another kid that attended this bar mitzvah. He says, "Hi, my name is Benjamin Rosenblatt. I attend Hamlin Dell Junior High School. A few months ago, my family and I were invited to Johnny Wixon's bar mitzvah." at Glamigo's Ranch in Malibu. I don't know Johnny very well, but my dad insisted that we go because he said there would be people there who would advance my career. That's funny. Also, he said (laughs) there was an ice cream bar and that Me First and the Gimme Gimme's were playing. I didn't know what the big deal was. I mean, I already saw Twist's sister play at Mike Fink's bar mitzvah a few months before and Mudvayne at Sheila Wasserman's bat mitzvah a week before that. Plus, I can get ice cream anywhere. So first of all, these little spoiled little shits, right? Like, yeah, like they're yeah. they're having these bar mitzvahs in Malibu, California, which is very very ritzy. But yeah. they're having like Mudvayne play. They're having Twisted Sister play, and it's just I, <laughs> it's silly boy talk. But then Johnny comes along, and he he says, "I want I want me first in the Gimme Gimmies to play." And they're they're still early in their career here, and even now to to this day, they're not they're not a top tier band. They're not they're not an A team band. They're yeah, they're yeah. mid level B team at best. But Johnny wants so, him to play at his bar mitzvah. That's incredible. And one thing that made me at first would think that what you just read was fake, like the mud vein thing and all that would, was, would be fake, was Johnny had to have been a fan because he literally plays the song, plays the drums on a song with them. And he wouldn't know like their parts had it not been, had he not known their music. So clearly he was a fan. And that kind of leads me to believe that his friends, his little shithead friends were probably telling the truth about seeing Mudvayne at a bat mitzvah and I don't forget what the other bands were, but Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister, yeah. It's it's weird. And then and then I think uh Spike had said in an interview that the reason why they went to this bar mitzvah was because it was fat I think it was Fat Mike's accountant or somebody that Fat Mike works with. Uh it was his son's bar mitzvah and that's why they played this particular one as well. So it so, wasn't like a completely random fan. It was, according to Spike, it was somebody who Mike knew. So also on this on this on this insert, there's like 25 photos with um, with with notes on them. And as we go through the different songs, I'll read you. I'll I'll, I'll describe <laughs> the photos and then read you what they say because presumably these are written by. I would think Benjamin Rosenblatt, this kid, Johnny's friend. <laughs> what a name, dude. Yeah. And it's just, God, it's just so fucking funny. Like, for instance, like, the first photo is, is it shows, like, I, I guess, I've never been to a bar mitzvah, but it shows, like, Johnny on his table with all of his mm-hmm. closest friends there. And the title is, or the, the caption says, after my dad introduced me to some prospects, we, and that's quotations, we sat down to watch Johnny recite the blessing. When Johnny took his seat, the band started. And then it just goes into the, it's all downhill essentially from there. <laughs> and the next picture, the next picture shows, and then Spike, his mic, his mic is so high that he has to almost stand on his tippy toes during this whole performance. And it's so awkward looking. Like, why did he do that? Uh, and, and probably so, just to make it more like stupid. obnoxious. Yeah. And then Dave Ron's playing behind like those plexiglass, those things to oh, make it quieter for the audience. I noticed audience. that. I loved it too. <laughs> it was going to be too loud then, for them. It looks like they gave out um, 
if you watch the video, which is only like 10 minutes long, because there's no full performance video, which sucks, but there's like a 10 minute like condensed version, and it looks like people were given uh, earplugs. Yes. Because I see a lot of people wearing like yellow earplugs. And then everybody's like, like kind of a lot of people are like shaking their heads. But then there's some people that are like moshing, like a little, like a little circuit, like the younger kids. But some of the older adults are shaking their heads, and some of the younger kids are like plugging their ears too. Like it was a very mixed room, for sure. It's um, oh, I love the awkwardness uh, of it. So like the next caption, it kind of sums up exactly what they felt prior to the performance. And and this kid, presumably again, Benjamin Rosenblatt with two T's, Blatt. It shows a picture of the band and, and Spike starting to sing. It's the first song. It looks like it's probably Stairway. And he says, I guess it's hard to play music in front of people. And mom says I shouldn't be judgmental, but I think maybe the band should have practiced more. <laughs> <laughs> because when it starts it. off with Stairway, it's Joey <laughs> K playing and he fucks it up horribly. <laughs> it sounds like shit. <laughs> it's terrible. It is so terrible. <laughs> It's almost like it was intentional, but it probably wasn't intentional. And that's Stairway's my five B oh, on this it. album because it's so sloppy and so janky. He's so oh, unsure of himself, and these I all. Know. But but then you can hear like little shit talking in the background from the band. Like there's they're just <laughs> shit talking and like because he sucks yeah. at it. But it's just such a perfect way to open up a disaster of an yeah. album. And to 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 throw a little bit more backstory into this. They when they agreed to do Johnny's Bar Mitzvah, they didn't want to play any songs from their previous records. So they wanted to make a whole new record, but make it a live record with all new music, all new covers, I should say. And according to Spike, they only rehearsed these songs four times prior to this performance. And then they did two performances of this at the Bar Mitzvah. So I'm surprised they even played two. But then hearing that they only practice this stuff four times prior makes it that much better. I love it. I love the sloppiness. I love how unprofessional it is. It just it just adds so much more to the lore of this whole perform of this whole album. I I love it. I absolutely love it. You 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 really got to get in the vinyls because these pictures and everything. I know. Just, they, I they need do it, to. They do it so much more justice, and it's it's so funny. It, it's not even that expensive. I, I looked it up on Discogs earlier. It's like no more than twenty five bucks. Yeah, it's nothing. I think you so, bought mine for like twenty two ninety nine. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. It's just I don't. I've only seen it in the wild once, and that was your copy. And I figured you would appreciate it more than I would at that moment. So, oh god, I, I listen to this thing like once a week almost. It's so good. It's so funny. I hadn't so prior to this week, I don't think I'd listened to this in maybe a year or two. Oh, it'd been a, it had been a long time since I listened. Not because I don't like it, but just there's so many other things to listen to. So. Yeah. But going back to this, the first time hearing it again, it's been because it's been so long, I was just laughing so hard because <laughs> they're so dry. The banter in between is so dry and it's so self-deprecating <laughs> in the funniest ways. I love it. I absolutely love it. What so, is, let's, just, let's just go in order then this time because that yeah. way I can, I can read these captions along because some of them are so goddamn funny. That's true. Wait, so should we, because we played Johnny's Blessing, obviously. We're not going to play every song, but just some of the highlights. Uh, so Stairway is my 4B, and this is your 5B, right? It's my 5B, and I think we should at least just play the intro because of how bad it is. Yeah, I'll, so I'll play the intro up through, like, until it breaks into the punk stuff. So here's uh, here's Stairway to Heaven, the Gimme's cover of it. We qualify that.
There's a lady who's sure All that glitters is gold And she's buying a stairway to heaven When she gets there she knows If the stars are all closed Alright, there you go. You get the gist of it. That intro is just so funny. Right on, man. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so rude. It is so rude. If you watch like live live videos of them doing it, like like at Warp Tour and stuff, he doesn't get better. Uh, he like he, <laughs> it's almost like he purposely chooses not to get better at it. Oh, I love that because it's, it's so, so good. bad. Even live, and then there are whole, does it worse. There are whole parts that are just missing. He just. Skip certain parts of the <laughs> intro just to move on because <laughs> he can't play it. And then Spike will like like draw out some of the words to help the to help him like get through it because it's so bad. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> it's a fucking wreck. Oh, it's a, it's a mess, but it's per it's perfect that it is set in that it's such a mess. It's a great rendition, <sighs> perfect punk solo, great song. Yeah, and then the end of it. So so the like the, the transition, the banter in between. At the end of this one, they kind of they throw out the, the. We have dozens of fans, and then nobody laughs. Like there's no fucking laughs. I I, I kind of but, butchered it, but well, there's a couple things he said. He said he said Johnny, this is a great bar mitzvah. The last bar mitzvah we played, the the kid couldn't even draw flies. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody laughed at that one. Yeah. <laughs> and, then they, and then they talked about how like how like the me first and gimmings have just dozens of fans all over the world. Just dozens of fans, dozens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody thought no, that was funny. Laugh. That there was not a fucking laugh. There was twenty four people that liked the me first in the gimme gimmies, so that was and that was funny. Also, when you notice on stage, Spike has like a like a music stand. Yeah, presumably because the lyrics are there, so we yeah. can read the lyrics and remember them. I, I thought that was really funny. And too. still fucks it up multiple times. <laughs> and this still album. fucks it up. And they're all wearing like the the powder blue uh, like seventies suits. Oh, they're ugly. They look terrible. And then not so. And then they really top it off with what the instruments that they're playing. Yeah. So Fat like Mike's said, bass guitar is awful. And same with Chris and um, what's the and Joey other, and Joey, dude. They're good. They're like all three guitars, the two guitars and the bass. Like they're all like that really ugly space looking '70s guitars. And then like you mentioned with the drums, they're behind a plexiglass, which is even more annoying and obnoxious. Because <laughs> it's too like loud. Everything for these about it. Everything about this performance is obnoxious. It's this is this is like I a love it. this is like the wedding singer band. Like this <laughs> yeah. is this is what you would see in like 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 John Lovett's wedding singer band. It's mm-hmm. so bad. Everything about but this better. is awful. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Then it goes so into what, Heart what of Glass. Else? That's it for Stairway. I mean, okay. Then it goes into Heart of Glass. Heart of Glass. This is my one B. Ooh. This is this is my favorite. This is my favorite. Ooh. I mean, the original itself is just such a the Blondie song is such a beyond banger it really is it's a beyond banger and their rendition is so much fun and when they hit that chorus it's it's amazing but i also love at the beginning of this song he fucks up the drum part so bad that they have to stop it and then start it over dave ron on the drums everybody (laughs) it's so stupid and and according to this little insert here this this little boy Mm. benjamin wrote that has a picture of dave ron he's laughing and he's sitting down on the drum on his on his kit and he says they made a lot of mistakes. They even started a song, then stopped, <laughs> and started the song again. It's, it's like, come on, 
Like this little kid even knows like you guys are doing terrible. And I really hope yeah. that these these liner notes are real because if they're fake, that would be so sad. But yeah, I'd be pretty disappointed. This band is not shy about getting like shit on, so I that's why I think that they are real too. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. And then the the very end, you know, the banter at the end, they're talking about you know how they played the wrong chord and it's more how notes. It's, it's more notes, so it's more bang for your buck essentially. But then I think it's I think it's Fat Mike that gets mad because it's his mistake. And then somebody <laughs> and then somebody says like we're real sad. He's like, oh, stop it. That's my mistake. Let me own my mistakes. <laughs> so like they're fighting about like the mistakes at that point. In front of a crowd of people that don't even want this band here. <laughs> a crowd of like maybe 50, 60 people, if that. Yeah. You know, oh, gets, half it, of them being it gets kids. Good. It gets good with these <laughs> with, with these liner notes here. It gets good. All right, let's play let's play a little bit of Heart of Glass. I, I think we're gonna play a lot of these songs. Cause why not? Yeah, fuck them. We got a, we got we got a podcast to do. So here's a Heart of Glass from me first. Dave Ron on the truck. There you go, Heart of Glass. Their cover of Blondie. So good. Their best oh. their the best song on the record. This is my four B. Uh, Alright. This is my four right. B. I I love this. I love this so much. I I love I love the drumming mistakes. I love the way he drums in this song. This is when I I alluded to earlier that he plays so fast that even he can't even keep up with himself. <laughs> yeah. And they barely make it through the song, even when they think that they're all in time. They barely make <laughs> it through. Even when, even when he call, when Spike calls out, calls out Dave, he like he just laughs halfway through. <laughs> Dave, Dave run on the drums and he just starts. He can't even finish the sentence. This is so dumb. Oh, I love it. I love this band. I love this record. It is just, it's it's too good. It's too good. And this All right, is, so um, let's move on. Yeah. What else you got? No, that, we're on. moving on to 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 Delta Dawn. That Delta Dawn's my two B. Okay. All right. Delta Dawn is my 2B as well. I mean, one, it's a great song, and this is also my introduction into this band. So <laughs> what do you got on this one? I, I, I love the buildup here. I love how he just screams so loud and annoying. And then the key jumps. <laughs> yeah. Like the key jumps. Like they just, they're arguing fucking. Like they, they stop the song just to argue. <laughs> like they could have just four kept going and, and, and that was only four modulations. That was not a C sharp <laughs> minor. Like, and then, but they, they're saying these things as if they are like session musicians and they know mm-hmm. a little bit about music, but they're not that type of musician. 
No, and not it's, at all. It's funny because they're trying to portray that in a jokingly way. And I like the way that <laughs> I, I like the way they harm when they sing it. The uh, days gone by, and they go days gone by, and they oh, all come so together bad. and do it. It's so, <laughs> it's so stupid. Bad. It's so fucking funny. I laugh every single goddamn time. And Spike Spike strains his voice so much when he tries to hit that high part. <laughs> it sounds so bad. <laughs> But a lot of this this song in particular reminds me a lot of something the Vandals would have done just to be an idiots too. Yeah, this definitely could have been a Vandals thing. Well, Warren and Fitzgerald not played played with with me first for many shows. Yeah, so yeah. There's, they, they, there's a lot of ties. Me first have always had a lot of fill in people just throughout the years for whatever reason because somebody's you know playing with another band and it, it happens often. So that's what that's kind of what's cool about me first as well is they they just don't really care they'll just kind of have their friends come up and play and i don't even think fat mike has played with them for the last like three or four years or something like that which is weird yeah kind of i don't know it seems weird some some of the more recent stuff with the band seem kind of shady i guess chris shiflett came out a couple years ago and said that he when he left the band like in 2018 he left on very bad terms which seems weird but whatever it, it, it does like not playing with them seems weird too it does seem weird, and it just—it seems that that they got away from what they started off as as a joke and became something real, and then mm-hmm. probably started taking it serious. But the other guys were in bands that were bigger than me first, except for Spike, who was the bass player for Swing and Utters, and a yeah, backup yeah. singer. He wasn't even the lead vocalist for Swing and Utters, which is fucking insane. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's and also you know looking at Lagwagon, Lagwagon obviously are a pretty iconic punk band of the 90s as well as no effects and you know then you have chris shiflett who's been in the foo fighters since like 1998 1999 or something like that. he's been in the band forever yeah so yeah it's just he, spike is definitely like the low man on the totem pole when it comes to popularity yes like like so. like he probably wants me first to be a band and everyone else is like, Well, I'm pretty successful in my other band right now, so Yeah. We gotta put this on the back burner. All right, so Delta Dawn. Yeah. Uh should we play a little bit of it and then kinda get into it or what do you think? Whatever, whatever you want to do. Let's let's play a little bit of Delta Dawn and then we'll finish it up mm-hmm. and move on. Here we go. Delta Dawn, what's that flower you have on? Could be a faded rose, some days gone by. There you go, Delta Dawn, from me first, and the Gimme Gimme's. 
so what do you got on the uh on the liner notes you know there's 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 some like pictures and moments in life when you can like capture moments of just pure fun and pure happiness and like this rendition of delta dawn is such that it is so fun <laughs> it is just pure fun pure happiness and they're little like yeah let's go those little background <laughs> things they throw in there god this song is so fucking funny it's so fun it is pure fun so there's and what? There's Sorry. a couple. There's a couple things. So there's one, and it shows a picture of of, of uh, Johnny's dad, and he's like dancing in front of Fat Mike and right in front of um, Spike on the dance floor. Oh, so sick. And the 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 note said, "Mom said we should clap to be more supportive, but Dad just sat there frowning. He said that whatever Randall, that's Johnny's dad, was paying the band was too much, but Randall did not seem very concerned." And then it shows a picture of Randall like dancing in the middle of the mosh pit there in front of <laughs> Fat Mike and Spike having a good time. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. And then it goes fun. into like the whole the whole ruining Johnny's bar mitzvah thing, right? With the with the dancing number. And this is this is not the dancing song and whatever it is and, and they're getting mad at each other and it says the, the the notes say, What a spaz. Eventually one of the guitar players invited everyone to the dance floor. But the bass player screamed that the next song was a dance number. But some people went anyway. And it's got little kids in the middle of the dance floor in front of Spike. <laughs> and Spike's like, has his hand out reaching for him to like have fun. And oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I love it. Uh. <laughs> and, then, and then there's one where Fat Mike's just staring at Spike singing. And it said, Dad didn't move. Practice? He said, Hell, I don't even think these guys knew each other before tonight. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> so good. Oh my this god. Is, this has gotta be true. This is too good. Oh, it's fucking fantastic. It's too good. <laughs> and then at the at the end of Delta Dawn they also give it up for themselves. Like they they, they shout themselves out. Other Yeah. yeah a lot so of people stupid. came a really long way and they woke up they woke up really early to get here. So let's uh let's give it up for me first in the gimme gimmies. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and then you only hear like three people clapping and then Dave Ron like hit the hi-hats for like type of thing. Yeah, the room shot. I, I did notice there's like there's some girl in the audience that keeps just yelling out like punk rock or just punk for no reason. She just yell, yells it out. It's really weird. Hmm. Oh, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's move on to the next song. Come Sail Away. The Sticks cover. This is my. This, this is my three B. Oh wow! This is my eight B. What? Yeah, this is my eight B. I do. This is my favorite song of all time. The Come Sail Away is my number one song of all time. That's crazy. But I'm not. I'm. I'm not like. I'm not silly. I. I do know there is another really really funny cover out there. Even though I don't watch the show, I do know it oh, exists. South Park. And I do know that it is really really funny because I have watched it. And I watched it again this week, and it is really really funny. And that is better than this 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 cover. But this is really good too. Wait, you're talking about the South Park one? I'm right? talking about Cartman singing "Come Sail Away." Yeah. Okay. Yes. Good. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that's so fucking good. It's 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 perfect. It is perfect. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I haven't listened to that in a long time. Got to get back to that. You should listen to this week. I know, right? What the fuck is wrong with me? Let's what is wrong with me? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I used to research. listen to that soundtrack so much when I was a kid growing up. <laughs> That South Park soundtrack. Okay. You with rant? Did you ever hear the rancid song Brad Logan? No, I think that's the only song I heard from that soundtrack. 
Oh my god, dude, that song is that that's like a perfect punk song, Brad Logan. But it's not on any of their records, I don't think. On any of the Ransom records, but that's an amazing song. Okay, okay. But anyway, uh Come Sail Away, what do we got on this one? Um I like what they did with it here. There's a lot of cool guitar slides. And then again, Dave Ron brings the heat. Spike has a solid singing voice. And it's just so, it's so perfectly crafted between being actual singing that like he's trying and just being a total like kind of a goofy douche. And this is a perfect representation of both camps that he does. I, I just can't believe this is your number three or your number 10. Eight. 10B. Eight. Oh, eight. Well, still eight B. That's way. That's fucking high. That's really high. Well, I mean, come on. It doesn't doesn't hold a candle to the original. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> but still, it's a great cover. And on on this record, it's not your. It's not higher. That's that's insane to me. I thought this was actually going to be your number one. I really thought it was going to be your number one. Well, you thought wrong, kid. I'm Clearly, gonna so I'm going to play a little bit of "Come Sail Away." So here it is from the Gimme Gimmies. go a little bit of come sail away from me first in the gimme gimme's what a banger that is so we got anything else on this one um no no okay so then what's your uh, so what how do you pronounce this oh soul mio oh soul mio oh soul mio there you go all right what do you got on this one so for one this is my 1b what this is my favorite this is my 1b i, I mean i l- I love it, but... fucking what? love this so goddamn much. And then, <laughs> like a couple of years ago when listening to this and then watching Ace Ventura and then watching Ace hold his butthole up to Tone Loke and talking about the Banaka part and he goes, asshole mio. That's like him <laughs> making fun of this song. And then when it clicked, I just, I, I can never get over it. And I think this is so funny. But I love the way they build this song. You got bass, guitar, and then the band. It's just, it's a yeah, good, yeah. solid build. And I think Shiflet has that lead guitar single note thing going on eventually. Mm-hmm. And it's so cheesy. It's so good. And Spike is awful at singing anything. In, I think this is Italian. Anything yeah, Italian. in like Italian. It just sounds like shit. And it's so goddamn funny. Well, I mean, even prior to the song, they, they dedicate it to the uh, family. Yeah. So Sonny, Michael and Alfredo, which I, I think it's so funny. It's so dumb. So whenever me first but, think of like bar mitzvahs, we think of family. And whenever we think of family, we think of the family. And this is for them. Sonny, <laughs> Michael, and Fredo. It's like, what? <laughs> the godfather. I, 
I know. I fucking love it so much. <laughs> of course, nobody laughs or, or claps yeah, or anything. Not a single, not a single chuckle. I don't think. I think it just went over over everybody's fucking head. I love it. Oh, but it, apparently this was this was um, originally written in 1898. So it's a tr- it's a traditional song, but it's oldie. I don't but know why they would. I don't know why they would play this one. I I just don't like. It's not in theme with you know the you know bar mitzvah. So I I, just, I don't I don't know why they did this one, at all. I mean I don't either. I don't know where this came from. This is they had to have just chosen a couple traditional songs. They probably just at some <laughs> point said, "Hey, what's a good traditional bar mitzvah song?" <laughs> and then maybe somebody said, "Oh, you should sing," because they also do all the anxiety too, which is kind of yeah. weird also. But I don't I I don't know. I don't know where the fuck they decided to get this one. But I'm glad they did. Yeah, I don't know either. But it's it really good though. It is so very good. Funny. It's my 11B, but Ooh. it's 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 very good. So I want to play a little bit of it. So here is a uh, Osole, oh, Osole mio from me first. Que bella cosa, na giornata di sole, naria serena, dopo una tempesta, pell'aria fresca. There you go, a little bit of Oso de Mio from me first in the Gimme Gimmies. This is a really, I can't, I just don't understand how this is your number one. <laughs> Dude, this is so catchy. Just, just, just think like you're sitting here and these people know these songs. They know Come Sail Away. They know Delta Dawn. They know Stairway <laughs> to Heaven. They know this. And all of a sudden this yeah. band that you think is doing one thing throws out Oh Solo Mio and you're just like what the fuck is going on <laughs> and he's singing in bad Italian because I listened to oh, it so bad. I listened to like a good version of, of this somebody singing this in Italian and it's almost like you don't understand what he's saying because it's so bad yeah doesn't Pavarotti I think Pavarotti sings like a very famous version of this if I'm not mistaken and you know going from Pavarotti to Spike Lawson that's a you can't get like a bigger jump and he and he tries so hard, like he tries to get that that like vibrato in his voice, and he tries to really belt it out. But he also doesn't try that hard. <laughs> he also knows that there's a little bit of a, a joke edge to this, and that's why that's why it's so funny. And I, I know, I love it. Uh, it's, it is very 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 good. <clears throat> it had to have been maybe okay, because kind of like looking, I guess Pavarotti and the Three Tenors, they sing this a lot in the early '90s. And what this album came out in ninety seven, right? 
This album's 2005. 2004. Oh, is it that? 2004. No, 2004. Yeah, right, yeah 2004. Old. Maybe Old, like the three. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because the, the three tenors, remember, they were really popular in the 90s. Yeah. And, and Pavarotti was a part of that. Um, maybe that's why they put this on there. I, I really don't know. I really don't know. But I, I, when I was working at Tower Records, maybe when you were working at Virgin, I don't know if you noticed, but we sold a lot of Pavarotti at Tower Records. And I worked there in 2005 and 2006. We sold a ton of Pavarotti. Hmm. Did you sell a lot at Virgin? I don't remember selling a lot of that, no. Okay. I mean, he was really, I mean, obviously he was always been very popular, so maybe that's why they chose this song. And I don't know. Who fucking knows? Hmm. But it's stupid. It's very stupid. Yes. So let's move on to the next song, Strawberry Fields Forever, the Beatles classic, some might say. What do you got on this one? This is my 10B, by this, the way. This is my least favorite song on the album. Really? Yeah. Less than Johnny's Blessing? That's not a song. <laughs> I didn't list that as a song. And I put Havad Nagila as one song. Okay, I did too. I put I put that as one as well. Yeah, Strawberry Fields Forever. The, the original isn't, I don't think it's that great of a song either. I only like the way they say Strawberry Fields Forever. I like how they do that. Mm-hmm. But that is about mm-hmm. it for that song. I don't really like that song. Yeah, I think it's kind of, it. it's not that great of a song. I, I don't even care to play it if you don't mind no if you don't care yeah we don't have to play it and they fuck it's it whatever. up which is like the best part of the song but <laughs> i think it's a really weak beatles song they have so many fucking better songs than this i don't i don't i've never understood why this song is so popular i don't i also agree i don't i don't get it at all i mean the beatles yeah. have so much fucking music and most so of it is terrible music but well, i don't know why they would pick this one out of all of them <laughs> the worst but this is my 10B, and Fat Mike, even before the song, he makes a comment saying, you know, here's a song from the most over- overrated band ever. Yes. And then they go into Strawberry Fields. So, yeah, this is, uh, it's whatever. So let's move on to, uh, how do you pronounce this one? Odd Lang Syne. Is that really how you pronounce it? That's how he says it. I think it's, I think it's Odd Lang Syne. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I, I think don't so. Know. Anybody old? Anybody old here? Are you guys acquainted? And then that goes into May all acquaintance be forgot (laughs) (laughs) Stupid 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 idiot Uh, What a What a fucking band That's that's my 8B though All the designs my 8B Is it Okay this is my um, This is my 6B So it's It's a traditional song And Traditionally I guess it, It was meant to be sung As like a farewell uh, to the previous year and like moving on to the next step of your life, which makes sense. Like at a bar mitzvah, that's kind of what it is. It's you becoming a man. And so this song makes sense as to why they would play it during their set as opposed to, Oh, Sole Mio. I, I don't understand that. But, oh, so you, you're, you're trying to like dissect like their, their song choices here. Only, only in the traditional sense. Only in the traditional songs. Not, not like Delta Dawn and Come Sail Away. No, like fucking Stairway to Heaven, Heart of Glass. Like, where do these come in at? No, no. I'm just. I was only talking about. I'm only. Oh, okay. Like doing this with the traditional songs. songs. Yeah, okay. yeah. Not, not with the pop songs. Just traditional. Because I want to know why they chose these particular traditional songs. Because there has to be a reason why that, why they're doing that. The pop songs. Who gives a fuck? But I honestly think they chose they chose these songs like Odd Lang Syne and Osolomio is because one person from the band already knew it. 
oh, and they okay. could play it and then probably just like, oh, I can teach you real quick. Let's just do it. And that was it. <laughs> it, could have, it really could have been something as simple as that. I mean, it being this band, the Gimme Gimme's, it could have been that. But maybe I'm looking, I'm probably looking way more into it than, than I need to. But this is my 6B. So, so, so um, like, like going, going to like some of the, the, the linear notes here, the liner notes here, they, um, so, so when the, so it says there's pictures of, of these people here. It says when the band announced that the ice cream bar was open, the floor cleared, except for Mrs. Cohen, Mr. And Mrs. Cohen, cause they're both lactose intolerant. And it shows Mr. And Mrs. Cohen in front of Spike singing. And the next picture over is Chris Shiflett over at the ice cream bar eating a big old thing of ice cream. And it <laughs> says the other guitar player was first in line at the ice cream bar and refused <laughs> to give autographs until he was done eating. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> and in the picture, it's got like a kid who's holding out like a drumstick asking him to like sign it. And, he, and Chris Chivlin just has a big old thing of ice cream, both hands reaching up to his mouth. <laughs> It's so oh good. This is so good. But see, at this point, with, with with this particular caption, I feel like now it's getting a little more staged. Well, I think it's because yeah, they're getting the a little more drunk. But and, I think the line... No, I mean, like, the, the way the liner notes are spread out, I think it's getting a little bit more staged with the pictures and, and the actual writings. Because the next one says, when my dad told him to act like a professional he said i don't come to your job and tell you how to shine shoes do i and walked off the singer the singer brought a can of whipped cream back from the ice cream bar and sucked on the can until it was empty and then he kept sucking on it until the play until the bass player pulled it out of his mouth from that point on he seemed much more enthusiastic so, so funny but it does yeah, clearly it, it does sound yeah, a little stage, but still funny. It is, yeah. It's still very funny, yeah. Like I think you have to go into this into the whole liner notes as like a, a one giant joke with especially with that that part you just said too, with them huffing or not huffing, but Yeah, yeah. huffing a fucking whipped cream. Especially game. huffing, yeah. Yeah. But then looking so dude, good. looking at some of these pictures though, like how awkward these people look around these band members. I, it's just so <laughs> bizarre. It's so weird. It's so awkward. Because most of these people probably have never, they don't know anything about this scene or like having fun. They probably don't know, know nothing about having fun. That's what it is. <sighs> Should we play a little bit of this song? Odd Lang Syne? Nah. Yeah. Nah. It's, if, okay. it's not, if it's not a 5B for any of us, then we should be playing it. Okay. So let's move on to The Longest Time. This is a Billy Joel cover. And to me, this is, this is my 12B. It's pretty run of the mill. What, what do you think of this one? It's my six B. I like this song. Okay, I like I like a good Billy Joel. I like a good Billy Joel. Billy Joel makes <sighs> some pretty goddamn good songs, and does this he? is uh, okay. he does. He makes some really catchy songs. Don't be cool, guy. Um, they are really good, <laughs> and there's solid stuff in here. I like the drum roll in, and this one sounds like they just practice it once, but luckily they all knew the changes, and so it worked out. Because it sounds like shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is not good, and you can you can tell. I think I think Joey Joey or Chris, whichever one's the lead guitarist, you can you can hear him start to do a certain riff, but then he immediately realizes that no one else is going into that part he thought they were going to, and then stops it <laughs> after like two notes. 
<laughs> and there's a lot of that on this album, but this song in particular literally sounds like they practiced it once, but because they all knew the song very well, they could get through it. I that makes sense knowing that they only supposedly played this set list four times or this, you know, they rehearsed I don't even want to say played through the set list, they rehearsed four times because they did play two sets on this night. Yeah. So there's that. Should we play a little bit of lo- the longest time? It's like it's my 6B, so it's not my 5B. I don't really care. So, you know, okay. Well, it's up to you. There's for sure two more songs that I want to play. Okay. And I do want to mention after the song is finished, he does Spike does remind everybody that there are hundreds of thousands of people around the world. So. Yeah, he he said, "Let's not forget <laughs> everybody that there are, he says right now currently there are hundreds of thousands of people all over the world." And there's a super awkward pause. And then nobody's, it's just crickets. Mm-hmm. And the first time like, I heard falls it, like, on deaf ears. The, the first time I heard it, though, I was like, okay, 100,000 people, what? And they never said anything. It's like, oh, then I get it. Okay, that's funny. Yeah. And now subsequent listens, I think it's hilarious. That's so funny. These people have, they have zero personality. It seems like <laughs> these people in the audience, it makes it that much better. Yeah. And not much more awkward. What a performance. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next song, uh, On My Mind. What do you got on this one? I like this one. This is my 11B. But, um, this is my 8B. I, I like this because they show some nuance here. There's, there's, a, there's a couple of cool things with like the pacing. There's a couple of little pauses in their playing, which I think is kind of mm-hmm. cool. But this is one that I don't care about the song. And this is a yeah. Willie Nelson song, and I just don't care about it. Yeah, Willie Nelson did it, but I mean it's it's been done by a bunch of different people. It wasn't just Willie Nelson. Yeah, I, I think I, I think Elvis did a version oh, of it. And, definitely don't yeah, care about for it what then. that's worth. Yeah, for what that's worth. Um, but yeah, this is this is. I feel like this we're getting. There's like three songs that are just like they're all kind of the same for me. They don't really they don't really go anywhere. They're just I don't want to say filler because they're not filler at all. They're all good, but in comparison, they're whatever songs. On My Mind seems like the biggest filler. Strawberry Fields Forever seems like they tried to take a deeper cut Beatles song and just kind of missed. But mm. On My Mind definitely feels like a filler song. Okay. All right. Because Billy Joel that's, is that's really, fair. really popular. Well, so is the Beatles, but... Yeah, but they, that's what I'm saying. you they, forgot about that. No, I, what, I said they took. They thought they took a deep cut Beatles song, but then missed at it. But <laughs> On My Mind is not like a popular song. Not like a Billy Joel. Are you kidding? Billy Joel crazy popular. I think on my mind I think on my mind is a bigger song than the longest time uh, no Billy Joel is insanely mm. popular I don't think you realize how popular Billy Joel no, he, is I do understand it's how popular crazy he talk. is but I think when you're when we're comparing these two songs I think on my mind is a bigger song is a more popular um, song no that is wrong that's that's well, factually incorrect it's factually incorrect mm-hmm. I'm okay. snoping it right now okay that's fun that's mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. all right so let's move on to the next song um Take it on the run. Take it on the run, baby. What do you on this one? It's my 7B, but I love this song. Pat and I used to bump this song, this version, a lot back in like high school and right out of high school because REO Speedwagon was the shit. Like, like this album was crazy good by REO Speedwagon, and I loved it. And it's a hard song to sing because of just the way... Just the way like the, the, the vocal deliveries is very difficult to sing. And he does it well because he just goofs it up. Mm-hmm. Because okay. like like taking the run band and that's the whole like uh, uh, like that stuff that they do in the song is it's hard to sing. 
not an easy song. So take it on the run. I don't know this. This one uh, it just doesn't do it for me, man. Just it's a nine B. It's my nine B. That's fine. That's I mean, fine. it's it's, it's okay. not a, it's not a it's not a high. It's a seven B. I just like this because there's a lot of nostalgia for with with me and Pat, and mm-hmm. and we used to listen to Ario a lot, and uh, we like this song. It's a, it was a good song. It's still such a weird band for you both to connect with. I don't know. We. Eh, Pat we, I think we've all had we've all had a, a, an unusual friendship with Pat over the years. Yeah, Pat was a very diverse dude. He, yeah, he was a lot he more is, diverse than than he would he dead. would lead he would he would let you believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is one that mm-hmm. that Spike kind of forgets the lyrics too because you hear him fumble over the lyrics in like the <laughs> second or third verse. <laughs> it's so fucking good. <laughs> all right, so the next one is Superstar. This one, uh, this is my nine. No, yeah, my nine B. This is my nine B. This is my A B. No, I'm sorry, my seven B. This is my seven B. Sorry, I apologize. This is this, this one... is this is my eight B. I don't really care about it that much, other than the fact that there's two iconic parts. One is when he's singing the baby part, and he's like the baby, baby. That part I think is super <laughs> funny because he's overdoing the 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 B thing. And the other yeah. thing is in the very beginning when he says, I like to think Ronnie's parents. And the, and then somebody in the background, oh, yeah, like yeah. Fat Mike or, or, or somebody is like, it's, it's, it's Johnny. And he doesn't <laughs> even say like, oh, sorry, he just keeps going. I like to think Ronnie's parents. Oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> but I wonder if it was intentional. That's the thing. It could <laughs> have been intentional. Dick. This, band, this band and this record is is beyond good. And I found I did find something on YouTube. I didn't listen to it because the audio was pretty fucked up. But I feel like the this, the video on YouTube had both performances: this one and then the latter after they came back. But like I said, the audio was like really weird and fucked up, so I didn't listen to it. But do hmm. we know if they played a, a separate, a different, a different? Uh, my voice cracked. A different set the second time around. No, I don't think so. I think it's okay. exactly the same thing. Okay. And I think Which both sets were, were drawn out over like an hour and a half. I think they took a lot of breaks. <laughs> I I think they did. Oh my god. It's just it's a so disaster. Weird. It's a fucking disaster. It's a, it's a shit show. A huge fucking shit show. Uh, so do we do we want to talk about Superstar at all anymore? No, it's fine. Okay. So let's move on to Hava Nagila. The traditional uh, Jewish song, and uh, this is really—I mean, they—they they play like, like the traditional traditional melody and everything, but then they kind of throw in the offsprings come out and play on there as well, which is just. <laughs> and then they just jump in the dun 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 dun. It's so and polka ish. They're all over the place, and then you get to the second part of it. And they say that they rewrote this or they wrote, they came up with a better version of the song <laughs> and it's way better, but it's just the melody to Feliz Navidad, but with, <laughs> but with different lyrics. And it's so, it makes me laugh so fucking hard every time. This is my five B altogether. This is my five B. Ooh, this is my, this is my three B. This is my three B. And then don't forget before this, either this one or superstar, they talk about, uh, they say, Joey Cape on the on guitar. And they say, hey, he's our second guitar player. And they say, by second, I mean fifth. And then Spike says, by fifth, I mean 750 milliliters, <laughs> if you know what I mean. 
<laughs> the Once again, bar mitzvah. It's just so like time and place, dude. It's time and place. It's so awful. And it, and, the, and then they kept piling on the joke. Like normally you would just throw one thing out there, but it was like three or four. They just kept going and going. And it makes it that much worse. It makes the joke that much worse. It's like it's it's like truly cringeworthy because of just nobody has laughed the entirety of the show. <laughs> but they don't stop. They don't like no. They don't get they don't get the hint. They just keep going and going and going and pushing and pushing, pushing in time. Oh, that's a deep cut too. But Havan uh, Nagila, Havan Nagila. No, that's it's a good song. Uh, you know this song like the minute they start to like waltz around and poke it up. And yeah, that little yeah. offspring riff is so perfectly placed. It's just it's <laughs> it's stupid how well it fits there. And the video, if you watch like the 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 YouTube thing, the way Fat Mike stares at Spike struggling to say these words is so <laughs> funny because you know Fat Mike knows this song. He's heard. Oh it yeah, a, yeah, dozens and dozens of well, times. He's, he's Jewish, and so he, he knows him. He, yeah. he he knows how to say it properly, and Spike is fucking it up as usual. And the way Fat Mike <laughs> looks at him, just like smirking, is so fucking funny. It's great. And then they got Johnny up on a chair, and they're like lifting him up in the air. It's so much fun. It is so much fun, and that's that's more 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 uh, liner notes. He says he says finally the band played Havan Nagila and everyone cheered and danced. They played it pretty good, but I like Mudvayne's version better. And then I thought, <laughs> what would a Mudvayne version of Havan Nagila sound like? <laughs> it would probably sound like shit. It would yeah, probably it sound would. terrible. But see, that's another thing that makes me think that you know the whole story is 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 fake. I don't know. I still love it though. I love the whole story that that's been played out on this. It's 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 really great. But when when this song, the first part of it, when they get into the, like the punk part of it, you can, I in my in my mind, I could just see people like circle in a circle pit just moshing and it's so fucking funny to me. <laughs> Such a like a, a a a traditional song but punked up so well that it's so energetic. I, I love it so much. I really do. <laughs> so should we play? I, I actually, I really want to play the Christmas, the, what they call the Christmas arrangement of it. I think it's so funny, but it's so perfect. This is when what Fat Mike gets mad at Spike for not letting him talk. I, I think it's Fat Mike getting mad at Spike <laughs> Wait, for not letting he, him talk. What does he say? I don't remember. He's let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> does he actually say that? <laughs> yeah, because he's trying to like say something and Spike keeps talking over him. He's let me talk. And Spike's okay, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, this band. They were they were just so good. So good. So should what what part should we play? Should we play the, the, play the more traditional one yeah, or the Christmas? Play, play the play the Christmas. Okay. So here's the uh their version or their their better version of Hava what, Am I saying it wrong? Hava Nagila? Yeah, it's fine. Hava Nagila. From uh Me First and the Gimme Gimme. I don't know. 
There we go. Some of you first in the gimme gimme gimme's. And their Christmas arrangement of Havanagila. I I feel like I say it so wrong every time. Havanagila? Havanagila. Uh, I just feel like I fuck it up every time. That's possible. But whatever. Whatever. And I, what I love is the I wanna wish you a Rosh Hashanah. It's, it's so perfect. It is so perfect and it's so cheeky, as some might say. And it's, it's, just so, the, it's so rushed. The humor. Yeah, the humor in on this whole song is so good. The way he says the Hava Nagila part is so rushed that it doesn't even like fit, but they're trying so desperately to make it fit that they'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. It's a great way to end the record. It really is absolutely amazing. And we haven't we haven't touched upon really the, the two secret songs. Secret tracks. Out of the the main the main record, it's a great way to end it, and it's perfect with you know this time of year, like on the pod, on our podcast where Christmas is only a few days away, and we just happen to choose this particular record. It's kind of a weird coincidence. Yeah, usually we do some type of Christmassy record. Yeah, but we didn't even talk about that, which yeah. is weird in itself. Yeah, but then we chose this subconsciously. We chose this record to do. I don't know. I thought that was interesting, but um. Yeah, so should we move on to the Sloop John B and Seasons in the Sun? I was thinking Seasons of the Seasons in the Abyss, but seasons we're not doing Slayer. We're not doing Slayer. Uh, so let's get into that real quick. Seasons in the Abyss, or the dude, what is the Seasons in the Sun and Sloop John seasons B? The they sun. are both yes. They are both bad. They are both <laughs> amazing in their own way. Yeah. Yeah. And to say one I like more than the others is hard because they're both bad in like their own way. Like season in the sun, you have you have uh, Uncle Roger, who who's from Paris, is singing the song, and he's he's like he's like Snoop Dogg. He's just doing his thing. Like doesn't even give a fuck about <laughs> rhymes or rhythm or beats or whatever. And the band's desperately trying to keep up, and he doesn't give a shit. And then Sleep John B, you have Johnny, who's playing drums. And it's not great, but it's really pretty fucking good for like a little while. How many people <laughs> in the apartments are like 13? Yeah, yeah it's, he's it's, 13. Yeah. It's pretty goddamn good. So both of these songs are, are very impressive in their own little way. Agreed. And <laughs> I think Uncle Roger, he, uh, I think he was just so happy that he can come up on stage and do something. And I love the innocence of that. And the band were trying so hard to keep up with him. And it was just so much fun. And it was such a shit show. I love it. And I didn't know that the Kingston, Kingston Trio did this song originally. I know, I don't the think sun? they wrote it. Yeah. Oh. That's what it says. It says Kingston Kingston Trio did this song originally. But they, I don't think they wrote it. They just performed it. Probably not. They're just a folk group that performed everybody else's songs constantly. Yeah. But it says that that's, what, that's who... Hmm. That was the original performer. That's what it says. But I, I think it's so much fun, and he's he just sounds so happy and just so stoked. But it's he's great. wearing we, 
in like what? little pictures on the on the on the sheet, he's wearing like jeans and like a long sleeve white dress shirt, but it's tucked into his jeans. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit baggy, and the pictures that I have, like he's he's so into it. He's got his arms out to his to his <laughs> like extended out to his arm or the sides, like he's Jesus, and like the the T pose, and he's just having like a blast. <laughs> it looks so funny. It looks like he's having so uh, much fun. I love that. I think it's so cool. That is so cool. <laughs> uh, and the okay, last, so let, the the, the last like little excerpt here, it says, and it shows everybody kind of like packing up and leaving. And it says, my mom said it was time to f- effing go home. So we left after Johnny finished his drum solo. Who knows? Maybe my dad can get stained to play my bar mitzvah <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> I so, love it. So all in all, it's probably not real. It's probably yeah, fake. more yeah, it's more probably likely fake. than not, it's fake. But God, but damn. it's still a good story. So still funny. funny story. But like real pictures, just set to fake captions. Yes, exactly, exactly. It just shows they're they're kind of genius. Really, that's what it is. They're just really funny guys that don't take them seriously. Don't don't take themselves seriously at all. I love it. And I wonder like and how they got their hands on these pictures. I wonder if they asked like Johnny's parents to send them pictures and then wrote a story about the pictures based off of like being there or if Johnny's parents for some reason just sent them the pictures. Nah, they probably asked for it because they, they were, they were, they went into this knowing that they were going to make an album, that this was going to be an actual album. So I think this is all pre-planned and I don't know. That's how I feel about it at least. Okay. But yes, yeah, Loop John B, he, Johnny plays the drums on it, and it's not, I mean, there are obviously parts where he kind of messes up, but what do you fucking expect? He's fucking 13, and he's playing with a band that, he's probably yeah. never played in a band before. Yeah, he's hyper excited from, from this yeah. entire party. <laughs> but they, they, they help him. They, they push him through really, really well. Like they, yeah, they do. You know, they're not like virtuosos, like, like we said, but they, they're all in bands that play, have played dozens of shows, so... They know how to how to keep up with each other. They know how to pick somebody up that is falling behind. Yeah, and they know how. I mean, they've all played in punk bands, so they all have worked with shitty or musicians. Played with bad musicians. Yeah, <laughs> and then they even make fun of his age. They're like, "Yeah, he's thirteen, but he plays like a fourteen-year-old." <laughs> I forgot he said that. <laughs> it's so it's so good. It is so. Oh man, dude, they're so dry. I love it. <laughs> And then Sloop John B, their version of it, of course, you know, they had to have had to throw in like another song from another band and they threw in Teenage Lobotomy from the Ramones and, you know, which is, it's funny. It, I've, I like, they, they just do that so well. They, they always throw in like other songs to go in with their covers. Interpolation, is that what it's called? Yeah. Interpolations. Interpolation. Yeah. Cause they never. Interpolations. As soon as you realize what's happening, it's already done. They're already gone. They're already going somewhere else. And that's that that's what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Very no, funny. No lingering. All right. So we've we've gone through all sixteen songs. Yeah, we did it. It's crazy. It's crazy. We've we've done it. We've actually done it. Um so let's wrap it up and uh let's give our final thoughts and our rating. So we have uh our world famous uh, three point rating system where three is a perfect album. 
Two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to it. One is a bad album, but you, but you should give it a shot. And Zero is a trash fire. So what would you give Ruin Johnny's Bar Mitzvah from Me First and the Gimme Gimme's Go? There's really no other band that are quite like Me First and the Gimme Gimme's. There's, I, I can, honestly can't even think of any band that is like this band. And that's not just because they're a cover band, because you can go to any shitty dive bar in all of America and watch a shitty cover band play. But these guys know they're a shitty cover band and really enjoy it. But they they take time to, like I said, to nuance their 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 songs, the songs they're playing. They add a little bit to each one to make it unique. And I think that's what sets them apart from like Led Led Zeppelin from from the House of Blues era in Anaheim. If that was the name I of the band. I forgot about that. Remember. Band. No, that was the name of the band, yeah. Dumb. But it's just it's just really fun. This is just fun music, and you shouldn't take it as any more than just fun music because they don't take it as anything more than just fun music. And this is this is arguably one of the most fun fun live records I've ever heard, and it, it really is. I just I I laugh like who fucking laughs listening to a live record? You don't you don't have a good time. That's not necessarily mm-hmm. what live records are about. Is to laugh and have a great time. You know you want to put yourself there and. I'm there during this. All the jokes that they do, all the little jabs that they do at everybody that's there, I feel like I'm there. So as a live record, this does its job. As a as a cover band, they do their job. And as a punk band, they do their job. I think this is I think this is damn good. This is a perfect record. Every song on this oh is absolutely God. perfect. This is perfect through and through. This does its job. This this sets realistic goals and achieves those goals and more. And that's why wow. it's perfect. Unbelievable. I can't believe you gave it a perfect three. You're Fact. crazy. Fact. You're fucking crazy. All right, so you you surprisingly gave this record a perfect three out of three. What is what is surprising about I, that? I I just like, I just I feel like can't you, believe it. You've over the course of like the past like several months, you've been surprised by a lot of things. Like I've noticed your surprise <laughs> texts and, and uh, things have have gone through the roof. Like I things know, are surprising you more often than not. It's about life in general, everything. Because your rhyme or reason for anything just doesn't make any sense. That's I'm an enigma, I'm so baby. I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm not a one lane person. I, I change. I swerve. I, I. I don't signal sometimes. I'm human. That's what I do. <laughs> okay. All right. With that being said, my final thoughts. I think this record is the perfect amount of sarcasm, the perfect amount of sloppiness, of covers. You know choice of cover songs and everything about this is just so well placed and falls in line with one another so well it should not work but for whatever reason it does i love it so much i'm i think this is i can't we've already talked about everything i I could try to recap on so with that i'm gonna have to give this a perfect score as record just, a perfect give, three it, out just of three. give it a perfect three it's a fucking perfect record that's what i just said it's a perfect know, three out of but three you're, you're dancing around like you didn't want to do it or you wanted to build tension just give it a perfect three come on it's it like is a perfect three out of three i know i know what it is that's why it I is give it a perfect three and i don't and i don't give out the perfect threes a lot i mean that's all you I do is give out perfect you give perfect well, three to fucking oops i did it again that's all you do is give out perfect threes okay <laughs> now i know you're fucking lying so uh, yeah, I give this. We both give this a perfect three out of three. I know we've done this on the podcast prior, but we never took this deep of a dive into it like we did. You know, th- that was like the very old format. This is probably three or four years ago that we did this record. 
So I'm glad we came back around and did this and listened to all their stuff, ranked them all. That was a good time. Um, with that being said, I don't know. Do we have anything else to say about the record? No. No? No. Okay, well, uh, keep listening to Ask and I Radio. Thank you all for listening. I don't know. What do we I, do now? I suck. <laughs> what do we, this is the most difficult thing in the world, the intros and the outros, which I do every week. Um, so keep on listening. Go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Thank you all for listening. And uh, that's it. That's all. Good job. This is now when we're hearing Spike actually sing. When he's singing, when mm-hmm. he says, I sing the body electric, there's a lot of fluctuation in his voice. <laughs> and it's kind of just the bass part. And Spike finally. I've got a six pack and nothing to do. <laughs> stupid <laughs> Rollins. The way Rollins says it is so stupid. I love it. <laughs> nothing to do. <laughs> One, two, three, four.